When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday morning at 10 a.m. Time for Lindsay Whalen. On Point. With Mackie and Judd. Yeah, the Lynx uh, took care of business in their final preseason game by like 30 points against Chicago. Sunday, which is also my birthday, so thanks to the Lynx for uh, for an exciting uh, May 20th against the Sparks. 4 o'clock, ESPN2, Target Center. What's going on, Lindsay? Not much. Just getting ready for practice. Got a big week this week, uh, our last week for uh, preparing for the season. So um, a lot of stuff to get done, and, and we're ready to go here on this Monday morning. Right on. Um, so if people missed it over the weekend, Pau Gasol wrote a great piece for the Players' Tribune, essentially debunking a lot of the reasons, the standard reasons over the years why why it'd be tough for a woman to ever be a head coach in a, in a men's league and essentially vouching for Becky Hammond as one of the smartest assistant coaches in the league. And uh, it was like a thousand words. It's incredible. People should read it. Uh, whether you read it or not, I mean, I'd love your thoughts if you did read it, but in general, what are your thoughts on Becky Hammond going through this interview process with the Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, I mean, I read it uh, the other day when it came out, and um, yeah, I thought it was really, really well written. Uh, the Players' Tribune always has a... Um, they have just so many great articles to read from. Uh, it's just a really cool thing, first of all. And then I thought that I thought that Paul just really, um, really put it into words, just um, how how great of an assistant coach she's been and what he thinks, um, how great she would be as a head coach. So now it just is going to end up being a, an organization, to, uh, you know, willing to um, put their trust in her and, and just, um, you know, if she's the best candidate for the job, than making sure she's the one. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens here with with her in, in Milwaukee. But um, but I thought it was just a great article, and I thought I think that um, Becky's done great for the WNBA and the NBA over the years, and and so she's just um, kind of you know as they say shattering that glass ceiling, and and we'll see. Um, you know she's uh, the first of hopefully um, many many to come along in in all sports, and so hopefully that's um, something that. Hopefully in 20 years we're looking back and it's something that's, um, you know, it's just what, you know, whoever the, the best candidate is, which that's the way it should be, um, regardless of gender. And, and hopefully that's the direction that we're going. In your mind, what what would be the uh, potential pitfalls here? Because it seems to me, especially in basketball, it seems to me the timing is right. And and I've sat there trying to think of, okay, what would be, be the real problems? But aside from potentially a few guys here and there who just might not like it, I can't think of real obstacles here, Lindsay. Yeah, I mean, if she's the right person for the job and she knows how to run a team and knows the 
the ins and outs in the ins and outs of the league and the steps you run and how to motivate players, then I can't really see um, I can't really see a reason not to do it. I I always, you know, it's like anything. You feel like if if you're the best person for the job, um, then that's who should get the job. And um, you know, obviously it hasn't always gone that way, but it's you know, hopefully, as you said, that we're uh, moving in that direction. And so I think she's been. I mean, clearly she's she was undrafted, worked her way up, became an all star. Um, has now gotten this opportunity. Went to the finals in the WNBA. Has gotten this opportunity with the Spurs, and she they won the the D League or G League championship. So obviously she can coach. She can coach in game. She knows what she's doing. So um, so yeah, I don't really see any any reason um, for it not to happen. As long you know, as long as she's the the most qualified and the best person for the job. And then um, you know, I know she'll get a chance at some point. We'll see if it ends up being Milwaukee. Um, and if not, I know she'll have a, another opportunity for sure at some point. You know, so Judd and I were talking during the commercial break about Cheryl Reeve, and, and the original question was, do you think Cheryl Reeve would ever entertain going to the NBA? But I think I I want your thoughts on this. I think I know what her answer would be. I think she would flag the perception of the NBA being somehow greater or more prestigious than the WNBA as a societal problem. That, well, if 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 we really made the right steps from an equality standpoint – then there wouldn't be like pay gaps and and ratings gaps and audience gaps. That if you did, you know, twenty years of groundwork, that those leagues would be perceived as being more equal. Is that? Do you think that's what she would say? I don't know. <laughs> that's you're getting pretty deep there. I know. Phil Mackey. That was pretty deep. That was very very deep. Um, <laughs> you know, I just am on my first coffee this morning, so. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. No, I think, just your I first. Think if, uh, I'm sorry. I think uh, um, no. I, you know, honestly, I think if she, I mean, there's no question she could. I mean, she would be amazing. Um, it's just with whether an opportunity would come up and if she would want to do that. And um, But there's zero doubt in my mind that she would be an amazing, she's an amazing coach on any level, any sport, any gender. So, um, so yeah, um, I, you know, yeah. So I think that, you know, it would be something that she would, if it ever comes up, that she'd have to, um, you know, entertain and, kind of weigh her her decision and weigh her her thoughts on it but um but yeah i don't know it'd be interesting so who knows what's, what's gonna happen in the next couple of years and um i know she could though so um i guess we'll just wait and see if an opportunity arises Lindsay, what is the meaning of life <laughs> well, deep thoughts with know. maggie and Judd. <laughs> yep <laughs> poor Lindsay whalen um you know the be good to other people. Do the right thing, and um, got an answer. And make sure you know, and make sure you're um, make sure you're cheering for um, the links and gophers. <laughs> Let's talk about important important stuff. It's ten oh seven, and and you're on coffee number one. I'm on like yeah. my fifth cup. What's going on? Come on. Uh, I usually only actually can finish one cup of coffee. I don't know. I just it's like sometimes I'll have an afternoon coffee, but, um, I don't know. I drink a, a lot of water in the morning. So I think I would, if I would drink like more than one cup, it would just be, <laughs> I'd be like so overloaded on liquids that it would just not be, it wouldn't bode well for practice. So, um, <laughs> you'd be taking time. I got to go again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Cause I like to, I really like to hydrate in the morning. Cause, um, cause when you think about it, just for the last seven or eight hours, you haven't had any, water throughout you know so when so during the day how, how often do you ever go without drinking water it's usually not that not that long so. i think judd's gone multiple weeks without drinking water actually <laughs> not like diet coke yeah. and coffee ivs well and beer oh too and beer and yeah. beer yeah it's true we gotta get you some water i feel like 
you know, you got to hydrate. Hydrate, hydrate. I do hydrate. Shock top. You got to get water. Uh, Surly, Fulton. (laughs) I'm hydrating constantly. (laughs) Got to hydrate in the right ways, Judd. Got it. Yeah, we need to. to have a t- this doesn't sound like fun, Waylon. <laughs> this doesn't. I I have no aspirations I'm, to be great at something. I'm. Yeah, you <laughs> like do. you do aspirations at at fifteen hundred. Well, that's true, but I don't. That's debatable, but, actually. But I don't. But I don't need to be hydrated to have those aspirations come true. I think true. Jed would prefer to hide on the bench, but like we're shoving him out on the court for twenty five, thirty minutes. <laughs> Oh, with my hot takes, uh uh-uh. I love being I love being out front, Lindsay. Love being out front. Exactly. You gotta make these hot you gotta make your hot takes um come across well, so you gotta be hydrated to be able to formulate your thoughts. Exactly. Hey, what is I think I need to come in at some point here and we need to have a I'm gonna bring like a couple bottles of water for you or a gallon jug and then just dump it. I'm gonna put you on the um I'm gonna put you on the water the water jug challenge and make sure you're hydrating. I like I'm this. start that with you, Judd. This yes. could be a diet plan. Actually, yeah, yeah, because I could drop 20 easy right now. (laughs) Easy, (laughs) yeah. Well, I mean, each person has to make that decision for themselves, Judd, but I can be there to help you if you need it. Hey, so hydration wise, hydration wise. So, um, basketball wise, what's your plan during during the the year as far as when when you're playing for the Lynx to Mm -hmm. uh, to spend time doing gopher coaching stuff too? Yeah, how's that going to break down? Yeah, so I think. For the most part, it'll be mornings over here when we have practice, and then pretty much by three, two thirty, three o'clock, I'll be over at the U, either meeting uh, when we have practice because they can. Um, it's different than when I played at the U. Um, they practice; they can. You can have practice time during the summer, and so our practice times will work out well because most of our students will be in class during the time when we have practice over here. So then we'll have practice in the afternoon. So I'll be able to on those days. Um, that we're in town and I'm not traveling with the links, I'll be able to um, double up on that. Or if it's you know not a game day type thing. So when we have practice here, um, I'll be able to get over to the U. Um, so for instance, today I've got a couple of meetings, a couple of phone calls, a um, couple of different. I have to speak um, some, at something tonight. Um, so I'll be over at the U by three o'clock. Um, you know, taking care of business over there. So um, so yeah, it's uh, it's just um, you know a little. Bit longer days as far as um, time that I'll be um, just I guess working, but um, you know that's the, that's the job and um, and it's been fun. It's really fun. Like I've said a couple times, it's like a a fun busy. There's cool challenges, so um, it's kind of nice because either job is never too far from my mind when I'm at the you know when I'm at the links. I'm I'm still you know thinking of kind of what I have to do later in the day at the U and. Um, same thing with the U. I'm thinking about, okay, you know, what do we have to do um, with the link? So, it's, it, but it kind of helps because I'm, you know, at the end of the day, each place I'm at, I'm trying to, um, you know, achieve a really big goal and, and make sure that we're, um, you know, on the right path to, to having, you know, successful seasons. And so, um, so I think it's been good. It's really, I think so far, it's really, um, you know, kind of they kind of played off each other really well, which is which is pretty cool. Are you ready for the fast break, Lindsay? Yeah, I am. <laughs> or is it, what are we calling it this week? In the paint with Lindsay Whalen. Oh, yeah, yeah. On the low block. I literally didn't go in the paint one time this week against Chicago. I only shot three, so it was awesome. You're st- that's a smart play. So it's fast break. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Judd, fire away. Let's go back and forth here. All right, minute on the clock. Okay, first question. Your favorite basketball film of all time. Wow. What's your favorite uh, basketball Hoosiers. film? Hoosiers. 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 All right. No, no yep. love for love and basketball? That was kind of a cheesy oh, that's movie. That's a good one too. That's but Hoosiers. I probably watched like 
hundreds of times. Uh, so. What what is what and and you can't say Hoosiers. What's another movie that you would watch on loop if you only had one movie for forty eight hours? Zero Dark Thirty. Ooh, wow! Probably because the movie takes forty eight hours to complete too. It's a good movie. If it's you kind of like almost like a documentary too on how every you know I just like his I like historical stuff and like how things like you know for the most part kind of like happened in our history. So, if you yeah. if you weren't playing and coaching basketball, what would you be doing right now, Lindsey Whalen? Today, I'd probably be golfing. Amen. Um, job but, wise, yes, I'd for be, career. Um, boy, I don't know. I'd probably be a you know PE teacher and a high school basketball coach. Favorite road city and why? Seattle. Um, great restaurants. Key Arena is awesome. It's Great fans, um, loud in there. No matter how their team is doing, they support. Um, and just, I mean, amazing seafood restaurants. Your favorite Timberwolves team of all time. Wow. What is your favorite Wolves team so of all to, time? So many to choose all from. Time. Probably, whew, probably those 03, 04, kind of when I was in college and we when like we went to the Western Conference Finals. That was really fun. Um so yeah, probably those probably those teams. Um, also, like the first year when we set the attendance record with, um, I think like Pooh Richardson was on that team, and um, I think Randy Brewer. Like when we first got our team, it was like it was really fun to just have NBA basketball to really cheer for and watch. Boom! There it is. That's the fast break with Lindsey Whalen. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed my I favorite player as a right kid there. was uh, Pooh Richardson too, but then like right? then J.R. Ryder came along and he was yeah. my favorite, and then I realized oh East Bay I'm gonna start Hunter. watching the Bulls. Yeah, the East. <laughs> The East Bay Funk Dunk, yeah. East Bay Funk Dunk, that was awesome. Then that was, he did that here when we had the All-Star game here, too, so that was, like, that was awesome. The fact that, like, J.R. Ryder doing a dunk was the highlight of our professional basketball fandom in that era was pretty telling, but it was a cool dunk. There wasn't much to choose from back then. No. Man, yeah. Well, we're on the up and up now. We made the playoffs this year, so... I hope, Here we go. I hope you're right, Lindsay. We'll see. It <laughs> yep. seems like the up and up. We'll see. We know that the links are always on the up and up. Uh, their season starts this Sunday yeah. against the Sparks, one of the best rivalries in sports. Four o'clock at Target Center. Good luck this weekend. We'll catch you next uh, Monday, Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. Yep. Can't wait. Sounds good. All right, Lindsay Whalen. Uh, <laughs> she says, can't wait. I love just like listening to you two interact. A cup of coffee only at 10 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't seem like enough. I was watching Dave in there just shaking his head. <laughs> Is there nothing you can't make awkward, Judd? Well, how did I make it awkward? I just thought it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and she said that she's drinking coffee. I thought it was a little late for cup for her first cup of coffee. Was it about, number one. Was it about three years ago she came in studio with us for the first time, oh, the and co- it, we had the awkward <laughs> bro hug No, moment. no, no. She actually, tried to give Judd just you know the nice handshake, turned to hug, oh, I thought the and hug he worked freaked out. No, it's been awkward between I, the two of you ever since. Judd didn't know worked. what to do. Didn't the hug work there? Because she, no. she's a, no, with she you, the hug never do, works. No, that's not true. Phil can contradict that. Tori Hunter and I had a great hug. Because he's so true. used yeah. to it, he knows how how to turn into people to get that hug and to make it look good. All I had to do was just follow <laughs> along. I thought she was good at, at that too. It's when people don't know how, how to hug and you try and hug me with a bro hug that it doesn't work. What happened was with the Lindsay Whalen bro hug. So she came in studio. This is yeah, this is like early on in the Mackie and Judd tenure, like four years ago. And she came in and did the you know do the like the the high not the high five but like the handshake five kind of a thing. Yep. And then she went. To, br- to go in for the half hug. And she probably brought it like 50% of the way. 
And Judd didn't go no at all. Judd, Judd even, was didn't even freaked go, out. Judd didn't go one percent. So it wound up being like <laughs> from a distance, like a pat on the back, and super rigid. <laughs> I'm not really comfortable with the hug. You know that. That's why when Tori did it, it was spectacular. Well, he brought you in and caressed you. Yeah, he brought. Well, he, he brought went in hundred percent. He pulled me in, and so it had to work. And then kissed your cheek. <laughs> The greatest moment that Tori's had. We could talk all we want about the clubhouse and how he's led players. The great, the greatest mo- moment in which we knew that Tori could lead is that when I look comfortable giving him the brog. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. That's how you know. That the- Phil Mackey. The boy says some goofy stuff once in a while, despite all his wonderful successes. Judd Zolgad. I love old guys that weren't huggers. Oh my yeah. gosh! Was- I don't want to hug you. <laughs> no, no. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. It's the first golf music I could find. It's not quite as uplifting as the the players' music would ordinarily be. Hello, friends. Uh, but our friend, golf guy Nick at Boulder Point, I'm sure you were. Watching with the same giddiness I was on Saturday and Sunday as Tiger Woods shredded sawgrass, especially on the uh, front nine, Nick. Our childhood memories flooding back. Yes. Judd, you can laugh at us all you want, but Tiger Woods. Hello, friend. Tiger Woods was vintage on Saturday and Sunday. I saw the score and it was impressive. Yes. And that led to a fantastic surge from Tiger. Couldn't catch uh, Webb Simpson, though. Webb Simpson was. uh, Webb Simpson had enough to, like, Put a ball in the water on the last hole, sort of casually roam around and still win by four strokes. But uh, you tweeted at us, Nick. You have a hot golf take. Well, I, t- I tell you what, before we get to that, I think it, what was most impressive is Webb Simpson going out there and getting that lead on, on Saturday. And much like a two-goal lead in hockey, it's kind of going into Sunday with a, with a big lead sometimes isn't the easiest thing to do because you kind of go out there and you, you don't really play the game that you played the first three days because you kind of try to you just kind of roll with it and don't try to be too aggressive, and you almost sometimes get too lackadaisical in your game, and sometimes that you see guys falter because of that. But it was pretty impressive to see Webb go out there and just, you know, I mean, he slapped it around and shot a seventy-three or whatever it was, and he still won by Greg by Norman. Four, but to, Greg Norman would tell you that a six-stroke lead is the most dangerous lead in golf. Wouldn't doubt it. And Johnny Miller would remind you how good his sixty-three was back in whatever year. <laughs> well, every single time, Johnny will remind you that Nick. You know, had a sixty-three yeah, Johnny. We've heard that yeah, for forty years. Yeah, thanks, thanks Johnny. So that's great. Appreciate it's that. It's so funny. You know, he's, he seems like, to some guys, he seems like the most unlikable guy in sports, but there's so many guys that just love the way he does things. I, I don't know, man. I don't think there's anybody worse in sports than that guy. Even Joe Buck is better than him. Wow. I don't I like Miller. I don't mind Johnny Miller. He criticizes. But, I like that. Like, what I think what bothers me sometimes is, like, he's, it feels like he's making up mechanics diagnosis on the fly, where, like, there was a there was one yesterday where, uh, someone had a three wood off the tee and hit the ball like into the left rough somewhere out the fairway and or no you know what it was it might have I don't know it was like a shot left off the tee and Johnny Miller like instant diagnosis well if you look you'll see it's club like club head comes it's like dude there's no way you pick that up just like bouncing between shots in the booth yeah. other than that well, I think it's fine that's exactly what he would have said about the tee shot that I just hit on number eight at Boulder Point here, but he would have been really impressed with the up and down I made out of the bunker oh. next to the green. But you. Are you mid-round right now? Or not so much. Oh, yeah. We're sitting on, sitting on the ninth tee box here, kind of in the trees, protecting from the wind to, to call you guys up. Okay, so hot take. Let's hear it. Well, you know, his, his exemption is up this year after winning and you know, get a 10-year t- exemption for winning the U.S. Open, and Tiger won in Torrey, at t- 2008 at Torrey Pines, like we all remember on that messed up knee. Hmm? Tiger Woods is going to get another 10-year exemption 
by winning the U.S. Open in record fashion this year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The first part of that was is bold enough, like winning the U.S. Open. Well, I needed to, okay, yeah, actually, yes. Officer? Okay, hold on. Hot take police. Nick, can you put your clubs down? We just need you to uh, expand more on the record fashion part of your take there. Well, I think I think we all remember the record fashion that he won at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. It was a two thousand, was it, when he won by whatever it was, ten or twelve shots? I, I honestly, I really, I really just it might be a little bit of a hot take, I guess. But I, I, he really seems to have put it all together finally. I know we've been saying for a month since before Augusta that he was, you know, he's back and he's playing good. He's playing, but I think he's really figured out the the tee shots necessary. Not necessarily was the worst thing that was holding him back, but I think he's finally gone back to. He's still going at it 110%, like we all know, but I think he's kind of been okay with hitting that fade off the tee and controlling his shots more than trying to hit that draw all the time, and he's not hitting driver off of the tee box like we saw when he first came back. I just think he's got it finally all put back together, and we might uh, you know, see he, some vintage Tiger the next few months. You know here. what this is like? This is like when you get pulled over and the officer says, how many, I'm just, just, just trying to see what's going on here. How many drinks have you had? And instead of just answering with one or five, it's, oh, I mean, I was at this bar. This before before the hot take police leaves the vehicle, how many strokes does he win by? How many strokes? Eight. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. I'm in the car with Nick. Yep. <laughs> Please put your hands behind your back. Hot Take Cops is recorded on location with the men and women of Sports Talk. All suspects are innocent until proven guilty in Hot Take Court. You have the right to remain silent. If you give up the right to remain silent, anything you say can be used against you in a court of law. I think Nick was gladly getting out of the car and putting his hands behind his head saying, frisk me, officer. You have the right to a sports attorney. You cannot afford one. 901 Monday morning after the U.S. Open, I'll expect an apology segment from you. If he wins by eight strokes, you will get a huge apology. You that you will get a you will get a long extended apology if he wins by eight strokes. Okay, I love it. This is amazing. I that is it. Hot all right, take. all right. Go uh, enjoy the rest of your round. Go get the back nine. Bye, Nick. And by Bye, that I mean the rest of your round golfing <laughs> and at the bar. Uh, that's Nick. He's our golf guy at Boulder Point. He's a regular listener and an avid diehard Tiger eight Woods strokes? fan, just like me. Eight strokes for Tiger. Can't we start off hey. with something? Webb Can't... Simpson was up nine in the third round yesterday, and he's far inferior Can't your to Tiger. Tiger fanatics start off with something like, "I think he's going to win the Open, and I'll win it by like three strokes. It'll be it'll be too close." I'll take an open win. Period. Like I don't right. care if it's by one stroke or three strokes. Yeah. Eight strokes, pretty aggressive. Feels like Nick might have been drinking some Tiger Kool Aid there <laughs> the weekend. Exactly. Uh, Tiger, yeah, Tiger had it. He got to fourteen yesterday, and he had it. He closed like. What was it? Fourteen strokes back on Saturday, down to four on the back nine, and Webb Simpson's feeling the pressure, and the the, the hole that has given him the most troubles throughout the entire, not only the tournament, but I think it's a hole that gives him troubles. It's fourteen, and a bit of a dog leg left there, and he puts his drive right smack dab in the middle, three hundred fifty yards down from the tee box, a hundred ten, which for most of us is like a pitching wedge or maybe even a like a nine iron. For him, it's a, an easy sand wedge from one eleven. <laughs> Too much backspin. It, it spins all the way off the green, and then yep. he derailed from there. But if he puts it all together, Nick, eight strokes, man, eight <laughs> strokes. That's an aggressive. You're take. right. You would take a two-stroke victory, a one-stroke win. You don't need eight strokes. Dave, what kind of stuff do you have for us next? Very good stuff, including a guy we were talking about, Johnny Miller, being an absolute bleephole yesterday regarding Phil Mickelson, and I loved every second of it. All right, let's talk first about. 
the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. They've got a couple great specials on SUVs right now. Namely, and I love I love the lease plans. I'm just uh, kind of two, three years in a new car kind of a guy the last seven or eight years of my life. I love I love the upgrades. Quite frankly, I love the new technology. I love the the sleek new exteriors. For me, it's been Camrys and Corollas. The RAV4 is one of the most popular SUVs in the world, and you can get into one right now, a 2018 RAV4 for just $259 a month. No money down at signing. You go in, you identify the RAV4 that you like, and then Luther Brookdale Toyota will handle all the paperwork, and you walk away with an awesome SUV and no money down. Uh, if you want something a little more spacious, the Highlander, a uh, 60%, or let me think about this, 0% financing for 60 months. 60% financing would be aggressive. 0% financing for 60 months on the Highlander. Stop in, open until 9 tonight, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, Luther Brookdale, Toyota. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I like these guys, but sometimes they think they're too damn smart. Mackey and Judd. Dummies. Mm-hmm. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by UPSjobs.com. Want a great job with excellent benefits? UPS is now hiring part-time supervisors in Maple Grove. Competitive pay and flexible work hours apply now at UPSjobs.com. Woo! Mackey and Judd show. Give me a go, no go for stuff you should know about. Hosts, go. Producer, we're go. Technical, go. Music, go. Volume, go. The actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. Dave Harrigan. Yes, John. You are a go. Let's start with, with what you teased because I'm curious why you are a Johnny Miller fan for ripping Phil. Oh, I did not see this. Not I did not see this. Did he I did rip not the hear shirt? This. T- he, p- tell me he ripped the shirt. No, no, he didn't do did that. Did Phil w- wear it through all four rounds of this thing? Considering he, he only played the first two? Oh, no. he didn't make the cut. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Phil, Phil wasn't uh, allowed to play on That's Saturday. right. Phil didn't make it. <laughs> so, Jordan Spieth. The setup is Spieth was in the bunker on 10, I believe it was, yesterday. And had a, had a shot from the fairway bunker. Very similar uh, to a spot that Phil was in. Same bunker, 11 years ago, 2007. And they flash back, show this highlight of Phil taking this shot where he had nowhere. You see, you know, hitting it through the tree. For sure. Do you remember the shot at all? Yeah, they, I, I saw the replay okay. of it. Okay, yeah. so they show this thing. Phil hits this miraculous shot through this tiny little window. And they had the can, or the uh, the mic close so they could hear, hear Phil climbing out of the bunker and telling the old caddy, Bones, who now works with NBC Golf as an analyst, Man, that window I had was so small. I didn't even want to tell you it was how small it was. You know, incredible. God, I'm so freaking awesome. Just so you guys yeah. know, basically. Yeah, I mean, he literally saw like a sunroof through the trees, and yes. it was a very impressive shot. So they go to the old caddy Bones, who's uh, walking the course, and he said, "You know, hey, here's the here's the story. You know, what do you remember about it? Yeah, you know, Phil said it was about the size of a car window, and it was it was crazy. And then, as you will hear, Johnny Miller." Oh, he can't help himself at the end. It's so delightful. That was one of those moments. Well, that's why they call him Phil the Thrill without question. Uh, he told me later that it was the size of about a car a car window. So uh, better than I not know, I guess. Well, as usual, he pulled it off. Back to the 8th. Well, he took his car back to the airport on Friday, though. All right, back here at 8th. <laughs> 
I can't get it out. Oh, okay, that is great. His car back to the airport okay, that, on Friday. All right, that is outstanding. It's <laughs> great. I'm like, okay, back, back to that, back to the action. Up. God, I love the pause too. Like, yep. back to the action now. <laughs> it's just such a wonderful drive-by. <gasps> oh God, I'm crying. So the uh, Big Ten softball tournament this past weekend took place in Madison. Gophers winners, by the way, again, 30 in a row. They go to Seattle for regional play. They'll take on Texas on Friday. Did you see what happened in their game on this past Friday yeah, against Wisconsin? I did see this. I don't think I saw this. It was very wet in Madison. It was. It took about eight or so hours to actually go from first pitch to final out. There was weather delays, and then they played, and then there was another like four-hour weather delay. But, well, they found an interesting way to try to dry off the field, Philip. Doing whatever it takes to get this Big Ten tournament in. Uh, you know, and, then, and I know everybody's ready to play softball. The rain finally stops, and we're excited. We're ready to, to get out and play. But, you know, you go through all the trouble of bringing this chopper in. You want to make sure they have the time and the opportunity to do, do a good job. So, um, But never seen quite that timeline before. They literally had a helicopter hovering over the field as a giant fan trying to try it off. How did, much, it, what, did it land? So it was just sitting like on the pitcher's mound? Or? It landed for a moment that I saw, and but it I hovered, mean, it was right? you know flying three feet above the field. That seems very dangerous. It does, and that's why they had to evacuate everybody, How? including all the Big Ten network you know, camera operators and everything. I think they had the, the commentators back up in the booth, but that was it. What's the expenditure, do we think, for, for this, and who pays the bill? I have no idea. I mean, think about that. How do we dry out the field? I got an idea. My friend Charlie. Let's pay 20, yeah, 20 grand to Charlie. He's going to bring in, he's going to bring in the chopper. I mean, I'd be curious who pays that, that expense. That cannot be a cheap endeavor. A booster. It's a legit question. It had to have been like, uh, you know, connection to a booster. Yeah. Maybe I, mean, somebody's, not the I doubt if, I doubt if big 10 network, which is charging like 15 bucks a month for you to watch preseason college basketball games and volleyball is going to spring for a helicopter. Seabird Field needed it at some point. I think Chopper 5 would just hop on over there. Now, that's synthetic playing surface at Seabird well, Field, right? You get like a drainage rain, system. You still gotta, but the you know, softball dry field's not. The softball field might, might that's a have dirt to have it come over. Yeah. That's mm. a good one, Dave. Let's get it done. Let's do it here. Yeah. Let's talk hoop. Over the shoulder pass. Horford clean. Look at a three. Got oh, oh, somebody get off my toe. Oh, out, out. Somebody stepped on Cedric Maxwell's toe. That's very tough. Uh, what do we make of the Celtics absolutely destroying the Cavaliers in game one? Do we care? I mean, I still think the I, the Cavs are going to win but. in like six or seven games. But, yeah, it's definitely just another notch in Brad Stevens' amazing coaching belt. There it is again, Brad Stevens' price. Yeah. I need to take a, I need a bottle of something. alcohol. You, you got to do well, something. Well, you offer me the chance to either pay the kangaroo court. I'll bring in the beer tomorrow. Or just like bring drink shots every time. Actually. You're saying I get to refer to the best coach in basketball and use him as an example to denigrate Tom Thibodeau. Yes. And I get to get drunk and on the show. And you get to drink, This yes. sounds like a win-win for me. Yeah, it probably is. It does sound pretty good. Before we go away, let's talk about LeBron James and the greatest memory in the history of basketball. Hey, what happened on that uh, run there uh, that the Celtics went on? What happened? Um... We ran him the first possession. We ran him down all the way to two on the shot clock. Marcus Morris missed a jump shot, followed it up. He got it. They got a dunk. Uh, we came back down. We ran a set for Jordan Crawford. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, and he came off and missed it. They rebounded it, um, and we came back on the defensive end, and we got a stop. They took it out on the sideline. 
Jason Tatum took the ball out, threw it to Marcus Smart in the short corner. He made a three. We come back down, missed another shot. And then um, Tatum came down and went 94 feet, did a roll step, and made a right-hand layup timeout. There you go. I don't think that was the spirit of the question, but very impressive it's nonetheless. so impressive. It was awesome. Uh, a couple things in there, too. So, number one, he, he remembers the specific details about which hand the layup was shot with and uh, which players the sets were run for and the order of the plays, right? But <laughs> calls but, Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Crawford briefly, and then, like, that had to have been a shot, right? This irrelevant ah. idiot that we traded for who's... Soiling himself. From LeBron, absolutely. Yes. The other thing I saw, do you know Aaron Nagler at all, who covers the like PackersNews.com? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know Aaron personally, but Aaron was one of a few different media types to retweet the clip with whoever these reporters are that are clapping at the end of the soundbite should be ashamed of themselves. Why? This isn't, this isn't a time for reporters to be clapping. It's work. I don't know if that's exactly what he tweeted, but like... Oh, so reporters, he was for big the capital J journalism. You shouldn't be clapping for LeBron. You're there to do your Negla job. Was a Packers blogger, I, so he—that's weird. It's funny. The whole thing was funny. I think you have to clap after that. You yeah, just rolled well off done. Like a four-minute sequence. Yeah, that makes yeah. I mean, if you're going to take it, if you're going to say this is not the spirit of journalism, okay, get over yourself. Yeah, so, <laughs> let's just all revel for a second. In the sound of hard contact, bat on ball. This was Bryce Harper yesterday. Did you see the bomb he hit? 400 and some feet to straightaway right field? Did not. Just listen. Just listen. Oh, oh, Bryce Harper goodness. lift off and gone. Oh, man. One more. Whoa. Oh, oh the echo. Was that the pitcher grunting? <laughs> that was the pitcher was grunting. And then the ball flying out of the air. Uh, Oh, the okay. echo through the ballpark of the hit, too. Think about like how quick you have to react. So that's a fastball, I'm assuming? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great... I love that. Oh, it hurts. He's good at baseball, that yeah, Bryce Harper he's guy. He's really talented at the, uh, the old ball no game. No Otani. Can't pitch. Agreed. Not the best player in the world. Agreed. <laughs> nope. Not the best player in the world at all. He's, He's not. He's not. I agree. Yeah, let's go. You and Lomo. Shohei's our guy. Uh, if you made a bet at the Golden Nugget in Las Vegas on the Golden State Warriors winning the uh, Western Conference, well done. Because you can already cash in. Do you know why? They screwed something up. And not quite. The owner, uh, the guy who owns the Golden Nugget, is a member, uh, a man by the name of Tillman Fertitta. He also purchased the Houston Rockets in 2017. Futures bets were being taken before he made that purchase. Well, there's a bit of an uh, issue with conflict of interest, as they say. NBA futures were posted at Golden Nugget in Las Vegas. Fertitta then bought the team. All NBA futures were taken down at that point at Golden Nugget. The Nevada Gaming Control Board said the casino cannot take bets on the Houston Rockets. About four days later, new futures were put out without the Houston Rockets. However, if you had already placed a bet that the Golden State Warriors were going to win the West, considering now that they play the Houston Rockets, a team that basically the Golden Nugget doesn't even recognize as being in the NBA because they can't take bets, you can literally cash your ticket right now. You are a winner. Wow. 
so they can't take action on rocket schemes at all? That's how I understand it, yes. Wouldn't you... I'm trying to piece this together wait, in my wait. head. Wouldn't... If you were if you were the guy that bought the team, wouldn't you somehow try and transfer the the gambling interest to someone else so that you could take action on a team? Like yeah, this seems I'm very odd. About that too. This seems very odd. So so as far as the golden nugget is concerned, the Rockets don't exist. That's correct. That's how I understand the story. No, I know, but I'm just saying. Don't ask me to break it down any further. But I, but I'm just saying I would think that that if that was the case, if you own the golden nugget that you would somehow try and transfer ownership to somebody else because that seems very odd hmm. so well you know if you go to most nba teams sports books the wolves don't exist in their mind <gasps> wow you just so, had to take the shot that's there. really terrible we thing. actually at some point in the show we have Only major there. sports but betting you know who i would bet on brad stevens i bet on brad <gasps> stevens go 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 Let's just uh, let's just wrap this up with the stat I heard through Michael Collins uh, via Golick and Wingle this morning. Phil, your guy Tiger. Thursdays and Friday rounds this year. Any idea what his score is overall? I'm going to guess over par. Plus three. Okay. Plus three on Thursday and Friday rounds this year. Guess what he is Saturdays and Sundays. Well, he uh, he was like minus. A million this weekend. It's got to be like minus 25 or 30. 27 minus, under yeah. par. Just get him to the weekend. See? Just get him to the oh, weekend I at like Shinnecock. I'd rather that be the problem. Like, I'd rather that be the problem he, he than the other way eight. around. Yes! Nick Peters will be right. It's going to <laughs> Just don't make him play in the first two rounds and he'll win by eight. Okay, what was the... Because we're going to we're gonna get back on uh, Wetmore here in the 11 o'clock hour for his hot take about the Twins. Yes. Was Wet, What was the more incorrect hot take? That the Twins... Season is over two weeks ago, or Judd's takes for like two years that Tiger Woods, it's laughable that Tiger Woods will ever be a top golfer ever again. I'm standing by that. <laughs> okay. I am going okay. to, I'm standing by my hot take. <laughs> Always go down with the hot take. It's tied for 11th this weekend, right? That was the it final was, yeah. spot. Mm-hmm. He's I back, mean. he's back into the, uh, I want to say he's like 80th in the world rankings after being like a thousandth three I'm glad for him a couple too. months ago. But I'm sticking by my hot take. I'm you, going down with the ship. Oh, I see. You're siding with Judd here. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I'm done with you guys. because I was on the same side. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking to it, too. Uh, Judd, uh, don't go anywhere, because before we do anything else, you have to tell us about prime mortgage lending. I do in- indeed, and I do want to talk to you. If you're considering your options for a mortgage, I want to uh, refer you to my friends at Prime and Camp McCullough, because this isn't about simply selling you on something. This is about earning your trust, and Prime wants to earn your trust first. In fact, they would rather earn that trust than sell you a loan, and you're saying, okay, explain more. What does that mean exactly? It means while Prime would love to have you as a client, what they do, what they want to do is they want to sit down and meet with you first and explain their plan, and then the decision is up to you. That's because this is about a couple very important things, and this is true of life, it's true of sports, it's true of business, about teamwork and collaboration. That's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in. It's what Kent believes in, and if you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime to give you sound advice and straight answers. For instance, Prime wants to take some of the mystery out of the mortgage process for you. Did you know Prime may be able to put together a program that can pay your closing costs, not just include them in your loan, folks, but actually pay them for you? The website to go to, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. Go Prime with Kent, K-E-N-T dot com. More Mackie and Judd coming up after this. 
The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Now it's your turn. This is 1500 ESPN. Kick off your 4th of July with a little race and some grilling. Registration is now open for the Twin Cities in Motion Red, White, and Boom 5K Relay and Half Marathon. Spend your 4th of July morning running through Minneapolis and ending at Boom Island Park with a post-race grill-out complete with hot dogs, drinks, picnic activities, and more. All the details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword, events. Oh, man. Nick Nick Peters just sent us a link here. Uh, you probably got it to your Twitter account. Uh, the Golf Channel just posted a link. It won't be long now, folks. After a strong weekend at The Players, all caps. Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave pointed that out last week. It's yeah. all caps. Really unnecessary. The Players. The Players! Yeah, it's super loud. The Players! <laughs> Thanks. Tiger Woods feels like he's very close to winning tournaments again. Yes, he is. Watch his back. But by eight out. strokes? See, well, that's what Nick, that's where Nick, I think, stepped in it a little bit. It wasn't the, the prediction the that he might win of, the Open. It's the delusion that, that he's going to win by eight strokes. But it's the delusion of, of watching Tiger Woods at his peak back in the day when sure. dudes like Bob May were his, some of his top competition. If he can just start winning majors again, period, against these fields where any week it could be like Jordan Spieth popped back into it on Saturday. And even with... McElroy missing the cut, right? I think he missed the cut. Uh, Mickelson missing the cut. You had all these top players miss the cut. Yeah. And there's still Webb Simpson, major winner. There's all these. There's just more guys to plow through. Just tell me that Phil is done with the shirts. Please tell me that. Please tell me that Phil came out and said the shirt was a mistake. I'll never do it again on the golf course. Did you guys see some of the memes that were coming across the internet this weekend? No, how good were they? Like, it was a combination of like Phil Mickelson in that shirt as other athletes, like no. with with the baseball pants on at the plate, <laughs> or it would be like Michael Jordan's head superimposed on Phil Mickelson's body with the white dress shirt <laughs> sure. in like Bulls shorts from like knocking down a shot. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> He's got. If it. I'm him, I just wear that same shirt. I don't shave. I show up to the next tournament with like a tattered, oh, no. long sleeve dress shirt, a beard. Somebody bleeping tucks and tails. <laughs> you want to mock me well. for a shirt? I'll one up. Oh. <laughs> if he had played halfway decent, but my gosh, watching an old guy like me sweat through a white shirt, long sleeve shirt was just really yeah. feeble. I think the other the other thing too is like he has to tuck it in because you're golfing and you, yeah. you, know, you tuck it in, which looks silly. And he's got that little beer gut. It's not quite what it has been before. Like he's in better shape yeah. than maybe a few years ago, but he's still got that. And it's a white colored shirt. Yeah, it looks. I mean, he, he usually wears the black short sleeve shirt to kind of cover the beer gut. But you had everything in play. It was it was like guy at a wedding who's a couple beers in, takes off the jacket, gonna roll up the sleeves a little bit. I'm gonna show you guys. I'm it gonna was, show you how good I am. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think the the Tiger Woods factor. I mean, you said it on Thursday or Friday that. All these guys who are missing the cut, and Tiger Woods is a borderline cut. Um, I don't know if you watched any of it on Sunday, but it just makes you more likely to tune in and see, oh my God, Tiger Woods is making a run on the back nine. Right? Even you can admit that, right? Was it more intriguing, or did you not watch, I didn't watch. any of it this weekend? I didn't watch. Okay. I are you just being stubborn? and hockey. No, no, no. I okay. like Tiger. No, no. I thought Tiger, I honestly thought that he was just cooked. This has nothing to do with, with me liking or not liking him. I thought he was done. I was probably wrong. 
Or I was wrong. Probably. I was I probably wrong. Probably well, there. I wouldn't say that I'm definitely wrong until he wins a major. You're or like a Jim tournament. Carrey and Liar Liar. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. I am, I told you. We need, Unlike but, but, Wetmore, but you're not going to break. I cannot be broken. Once I have a hot take, I will I will die with that take. Well, what do you think it's like? What? But Your only hope is that he blows his back out here in the next Yeah, it still can happen. Months. Still can happen. Okay. He's got a bad back. I mean, he's got a chronically any, bad back. Not anymore. Right, until it goes. Until he collapses to the ground, writhing in pain, <laughs> is taken off, and that's it. And then he's just done. Why can't you just say, you know what? I was wrong about Tiger. He looks amazing. That's no fun. you got to go down with a hot take. Blaze of glory. Blaze of glory. You're going to get Wetmore in, in the studio in half hour, and we're going to browbeat the poor guy until he's like, I was wrong, I was wrong. That's not going to happen with me. I am going to, I am confident that there's a good a chance the Tiger goes, goes for that weird torque on, on a swing that the back gives, and that's it. What weird torque on a swing? The torque. Well, no, he's got the torque, though. He's got a, he's got a torque okay, on, Johnny on his swing. Yeah, break he's down got, those mechanics. No, a weird I'll give torque would have been fun. I'll give it to you. He's got a <laughs> torque that is, that is not good for the health of one's back, especially into your 40s. And so he's going to go, you know, he's going to go out there one time and there's a fight chance he's going to collapse golf. right to the ground. Judd breaking down golf mechanics. No, right I am now. breaking down why I still stand a chance to be right. <laughs> oh, this, is not about, this is not about <laughs> golf mechanics. This is about why, why Zolgan has an off chance to still be right. Were you speaking as a golf pro there or an orthopedic surgeon? Because I couldn't quite tell the I'm difference. Gonna tell, a little of both. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, as somebody who's covered sports for a long time, I know a lot about the back, okay? Yeah. And I've sure. seen backs give before. I've seen Zach's back, problem. Tiger's back, problem. I've seen enough to know that when you put the type of pressure that these guys do on their back, there's always a chance that that your last day on the ice or on the course or the court or field could be tomorrow. I also love your use of the word covered sports in that like cr- list of credentials. Yeah, I've seen a lot of things. As opposed to like someone who's just watched sports for a long no, time. Covered. They wouldn't know as much about backs as you have because you've covered sports longer. This is my life. This is my vocation. This is what I do. It's, I am well-rounded as you can get. And I mean that in many ways right now. <laughs> he's in A-shape. Oh, here's more from Nick Peters. As Gardy would say. What's he, what's he saying? Oh, he's trying. He's contradicting me. Says, Tiger does not swing that way anymore unless he changes back, which he won't. His back w- will be okay. Nick, you never know. It's true. If you I'm watch just going to tell you, Nick, you never know. If you watch his swing back like 15 years ago, a lot of torque. Like Not it. as much torque so, anymore. Wait, so is Nick going around the course? He's golfing right now and acting like, are, are we in his... Headphones or something? Nick, tweet back at us. Are you solo golfing? How are, are you, you dr- Are you drinking on a Monday morning? Are you drinking are you, are you and you got Mackie and Judd on and, and you're golfing? Great news if you like sports betting that just came down about an hour ago. Let's try to dissect some of this. We'll get Wetmore in to talk some twins. Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.